Blog Talk Radio. To Blog Talk Radio, hosted by Jimbe Perry. Today I have Mpande Mwape with nursing coming on. Uh, give us one second. We have a little bit of technical difficulties. We'll play, uh, we'll play one song right before we get started. <laughs> Jerusalem, Today, Panda, can you hear us? I know we had a little bit of technical difficulties getting on. I want to make sure we get everybody on. Can you hear me? 
Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Welcome, my sister. Thank you for taking some time on this Sunday afternoon uh, to spend some time with our news radio show. Uh, I wanted to just want to thank you, first of all, and let you know we appreciate you and all the work that you've been doing during this COVID season. And also just representing Zambia as uh, as a nurse, uh, and I know we're going to get get into that a little bit, but I just wanted to make sure that I start off by giving you your flowers and always saying thank you so much for all the work that you're doing <laughs> in the community. Thank you so much, Jumbe, and it's a pleasure to be here um, and to speak with you, and thank you for the flowers. It's a very nice way to start this conversation. Um, truly honored to do the work that I do. Uh, even more so now um, with the COVID crisis and everything, it's it's been tough, but um, I'm grateful and, and blessed to be able to do the work that I do. It is a privilege to have you on, so uh, we will get started shortly. Uh, I think we just, I have one more, uh, I'm forwarding just one more link over to a couple of listeners, so I want to make sure everybody is able to join us and uh, be a part of this conversation. And um, just bear with me because we're going to also be filtering some questions from around the country. Right, were you able to share your link with your people? I want to make sure that uh, you're able to capture your audience and tune in to, to hear you speak. Yes, I am. Um, I, I posted the link. So um, for anyone that's listening that knows anybody that's not listening, you can uh, look for the link on my Facebook page. Okay, and yeah, I always uh, I know last last time I had Pastor Sam on, and um, one of the things I, I missed out on is making sure that he was able to get out um, all the information and where he could be found, or if um, anybody wanted to reach out to him. I know one of the things that me and you have spoken about is how we mentor, how do we mentor the next person, right? Um, I want to mm-hmm. make sure that everybody knows where to reach out to you. So if you could just tell me. If you could just tell the listeners what's the best way to reach out to you, whether it's Facebook, your LinkedIn, um, I just want to make sure that the listeners know where they can reach out to you and read a little bit more about you. Sure. I am on Facebook. My name is Mpande Mwape. Um, it should be in the in, in the link and description of uh, our show today. Uh, and it's the same on LinkedIn. So feel free to reach out to me via Facebook or LinkedIn. Uh, I, I look forward to hearing from anybody and everybody who reaches out. I'm pretty active on those sites, so. Perfect. Yeah, I see a couple people logging in right now. Uh, I want to shout out to all the people on the East Coast, all the people out here in the West Coast. I represent uh, California right now as part of the news. Uh, so let's get started. Um, you ready to get started with all your questions, and uh, hopefully we'll have a good engaging uh, conversation between the two of us. I am. I am. I'm, I'm very ready. I was born ready, matter of fact. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right. So one of the questions I really, um, as you know, the news is uh, is an association that's created around Zambians, right? Um, we want to find out when, mm-hmm. when I first joined the, uh, the news this year, we talked about what, how, how are the ways that we can really highlight Zambians doing great things uh, across America? And um, mm-hmm. I, I want to know, what does being a Zambian nurse mean to you? Okay. 
Um, that's a really, really good question. It's, it's very, it's a big question actually, because um, being a nurse and being a Zambia nurse, you know, it means the world to me. Um, because for me personally, for anyone that knows my journey, um, you know that this accomplishment is not one that I take lightly. Um, being a Zambian nurse to me means that I've, I overcame almost 10 years um, worth of obstacles to get here. Um, and with that, you know, I didn't stop working. I didn't stop dreaming. All the sweat and blood and tears, as gory as that sounds, um, is worth it. Um, and I, I was able to come out of it with a nursing degree and able to practice. So it's a huge accomplishment. It's um, something that I'm extremely proud of, very, very grateful for, and uh, blessed to have the opportunity to even call myself that, um, to call myself a Zambian nurse. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. I know uh, part of your journey, you know, was really challenging. I know me and you had spoke before. Um, I would like to, for you to kind of just walk everybody through your journey from start from you coming to America in the decision of becoming a nurse. What does that look like? You know, uh, because there's a lot of young ladies that are moving to America really not might not be as inspired or don't know what career path to go on. So I would really like mm-hmm. to know, and I, I'm sure the listeners, um, the young women and men that are listening from Zambia, you know, would love to know your mm-hmm. story. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how that came about. Sure. Um, you know, growing up in Zambia, the way our Zambian parents are, you always have to get the high marks, make sure you pass all your exams. Um, so growing up as a, a Zambian child, I've always wanted to achieve. I wanted to be a, a, a high achiever in everything that I did. So um, I was in Zambia until I was nine, which is um, when we moved here to the United States. And so I've spent the rest of my life here so I've really been here longer than I've been to Zambia um, but um, for anyone who's immigrated here from another country you um, know that there's a bit of a process you know we have to go through the naturalization process or the adjustment of status process um, so for me it was really lengthy I believe it started like in uh, we started working through everything I know I, st- I started becoming more active um, in the role of my my change in status um, to that of a green card holder that I am now, I started actually knowing and understanding and being a part of it in 2006, which is when I graduated high school. So most of my memory with this kind of long journey starts there. Um, so we started the process there, um, working with immigration, working with lawyers. Um, you know, my mom had married an American citizen. And um, unfortunately, because of cultural differences, traditional marriages, and different things, um, the journey towards becoming a green card holder for me took a long time. Um, So in the meantime, you know, I had graduated high school. I was a young adult trying to start my young life, really um, aspiring for more. When I was in high school, I wanted to be an architect and then a lawyer. Uh, By the time I graduated, I wanted to be an accountant, so I started at the community college taking accounting classes, you know, some business classes and that. Um, And as the immigration uh, struggle kind of dragged on, um, I always stayed in school. I just kept changing majors, um, became interested in different things. I wanted to be a pharmacist, a doctor, 
And then, you know, as we inch closer towards um, us actually, you know, getting our green cards, my mom stopped me in my tracks and said, listen, you can't afford to be a perpetual student. So why don't you do nursing? It's a great profession. You go in there. It's two years at the community college. You come out with an associate's degree, and you'll actually be in a profession that pays well. Um, with an associate's degree, which isn't common for some of the other um, professions. And um, so she told me, she advised me to do that and then use my nursing license when I get it and the pay that I have to go to school and do what I actually want to do. So that was our plan. Um, So I did that. You know, I went to nursing school. Unfortunately, when I had, um, when I graduated in 2012, we still hadn't completed uh, the process of us um, getting our green cards. So, and at that time, I wasn't able to take the boards. So I was delayed in taking my boards. I couldn't work as a nurse. And it wasn't until 2014 I got approved um, to get a work permit under the Deferred um, Action for Childhood Arrivals, actually. Um, and I got my work permit. I scheduled my NCLEX. I studied for three months. Straight, and thank God I only had to take that test once. Um, so I was able to pass, and I got my nursing license, and I went right into school. Um, you know, so that was a, a very long and stressful journey. And uh, it was hard to, to kind of stay, you know, part of the course and not give up, but I'm glad that I was able to be resilient. A lot of it is not my strength. Um, but I was able to be resilient and make it through and start working as a nurse. It was a long journey, but um, well, I, I have my job thank you for as a profession to show for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for that. I know it's not the easiest journey as you transition here in America, especially when you look at it from like a, uh, just coming in with a regular visa, then becoming a student, then becoming, you know, a green card holder. So I sympathize with that process. Um Mpande, I, I, I am having a little bit of technical difficulties, so if the line cuts, I'm going to recreate it and then uh, have us jump right back on, okay? So okay. It's, yeah, it was showing me that we only had uh, 30 seconds to jump on, so, to jump off. So if it does cut, I'll make sure that we go right back live. So just call in. So listeners, if you're calling... Perfect. So we're still live. Um it's going well, no problem. I just wanted to make sure that we were still alive. So uh, jumping right back into the question, um, I wanted to know, what was your wow moment as a nurse when you first started being a nurse? If you could just walk me through that, maybe your first patient that, your first code, and for listeners yeah. that don't know what, what a code is, uh, maybe you can explain a little bit further for them. Uh, well, for me, it wasn't a code, though. Oh, but a code, well, tell, um, tell us about tell us about your first wild moment. I, I was using code maybe as just an example. Okay, yeah, I had a lot of wild moments, but if if we're going to say my first one, um, uh, when I when I started in nursing, I, I really wanted to work in the hospital, um, but my first job wasn't in the hospital. So I still had that goal. I had set that goal. That's what I wanted. And I kept trying and I kept applying and kept applying. And finally, um, I got my first job in an acute care setting in the hospital. So my first wow moment was actually the day I stepped foot in that hospital. 
And it's a feeling of, wow, I've arrived. It was exhilarating. I was by myself, enjoying my own little moments. I took my whole entire environment in. And that day then opened up the door to so many other wow moments, which would include, you know, some codes and that, um, which is for those people who don't know what a code is, um, usually when a patient has a change in, in their health status, you know, it's kind of like a bit of a crisis moment, we call a code. And the rapid response team or the code team, depending on where you're working, comes and, and responds um, and works. It's usually uh, doctors and nurses from the ICU respiratory therapy. They come into the room and work with the bedside nurse to uh, make sure that that patient is okay and give them the, the care that they need. Amazing. That's amazing. That's what did you learn from that moment? That anything is possible. I learned that anything is possible, that I shouldn't give up. You know, when I when I set a goal, no matter how hard it seems or how far away it seems, that I should just keep pushing. Um, so many things that I've accomplished that continue to reinforce that, but that was one of them um, that really taught me that, it, you know, make those goals, you know, make them high, you know, set some high goals. So it's hard to reach goals and just keep pushing and keep working at them. You'll get there. And when you do, it's going to be amazing. Perfect. Where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? What does that plan for you as a nurse? What does that look like? Um, if you had asked me this last year, I would have told you that in 10 years, I want to be a chief nursing officer. Um, my ultimate goal, really, because I love nursing so much and because I've been inspired by nurses to, you know, bring my best self um, to, to the workplace, and I've been inspired by patients to provide the best care, you know, to be compassionate and caring. So, what my goal has been lately is to inspire that in others, to show them, to teach them, um, to inspire that so that um, the new nurses coming on can appreciate nursing as much as I do, but also can provide that excellent, compassionate care um, that our patients need. So initially, I, I, I thought I, I would do that and impact practice and impact the work environment by being this, you know, senior executive and senior manager of a team. I would still like mm -hmm. to do that. Um, but as I've grown in my profession and networked with people and met um, nurses in different fields and really learned how dynamic and how vast nursing is and how many opportunities they are uh, for nurses, it's, it's kind of like blown my mind. Um, what other positions I can take as a nurse, as a nurse leader, as a nurse educator that can provide that impact without just having that tunnel vision to that CNO role. Um, so I know in general the impact I want to have. I'm currently working on figuring out how to, how to get there. I love that. Um, it, it actually helps me transition into – I'm sorry, can you hear me? You... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, I love your answer about how you transitioned because I, that actually helps me with my next question. I was I was wondering what kind of advice would you give young Zambians that would like to become a nurse, especially about you know the nursing field now. Just to me, somebody who's in healthcare, I understand it fully, and I never also mm -hmm. before I worked in the healthcare field, I never understood 
different sectors of nursing, right? I didn't know there were nursing mm-hmm. administrators. I didn't know there was dialysis nurses. I didn't know there was ICU mm-hmm. nurses. So uh, what kind of advice or career path would you give to uh, any young Zambians that are looking to become nurses? Mm-hmm. I'm like a nurse uh, advocate, a nurse champion, and uh, I, I'm like, do it. <laughs> um, but yeah. then do it if it's something that you love. So really do your research. What is nursing about? It's about taking care of people. It's not always pretty. Um, it's not always fun. Um, sick people aren't always happy. Um, so it's not like a picture-perfect profession all the time. So before you get in there, no one understand that it can be stressful, that nursing school is hard, very demanding. Uh, and once you establish that those are all things that you are willing to do and, you know, uh, can work, work through and work towards, um, I would say go for it. It's, it's an amazing profession. It's, it's very rewarding, um, not just financially. Um, I've found a lot of reward in being a nurse. I love my job. I go to work every day happy. You meet so many wonderful people, patients, and the people that you work with. Um, so it's a, very, it's a very good field to be in, but um, I always tell people, don't do nursing if you don't want to. If you don't like it, don't do it um, because it can be difficult. And in those hard times, you might not like it very much. Right. No, no, no. I understand. And um, myself, uh, you know, I've had certain times in my career where I focused on the money and not the job, right? And we all know what that results to whenever um, – whenever you choose money over the career by not doing your research, right? That's super important. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my, also one of my questions that I wanted to really know is what are some of your plans of integrating American practices of nursing into Zambia? So I think that that is um, a really big undertaking for one person. What I can say is um, I, when I went back for my master's, I did education and leadership, and I'm a clinical instructor, and I've really come to value um, education, and I think that fundamentals and the foundation uh, that you get in education is really important. So if there's something that I can give um, to Zambia, something that I can integrate from America into the the Zambian um, nursing profession. It's for us to really. You want to? I want to. I want to see. I'm. I'm really not familiar with how you know their processes of um, in the education, what the fundamentals look like, and whatnot. Um, so kind of just do an assessment and see how I, as an educator, can assist in ensuring that fundamentals and and the foundations are strong for our up and coming Zambian nurses. Perfect. That's perfect. I, I actually, I love that because I know sometimes when we're away from the country and we think of ideas, we just kind of just jump into it, right? And not really finding out what sector to really go into to ensure that we're attacking it the right way. Yeah, and I know one of the things that's been on both of our hearts, and we, we spoke about this a little bit, was, you know, COVID coming around. And, you know, just give me some thoughts on what, what are some of the practices that your guys are practicing at your hospital? 
that you think maybe in Zambia, because right now it seems like the cases in Zambia are starting to rise, you know, what direction do you believe they need to go into to ensure that we're doing good patient care? Oh, in Zambia, so I think what everybody needs to really put into practice is the importance of um, prevention. So the best way for us to mitigate COVID and um, the spread of it and slow down the spread of it really is focusing on prevention um, so that then you're not overwhelming the healthcare system with an overabundance of cases and a lack of resources. Um, mm. Tell me a little so, bit more about you know, that. Well, I mean, honestly, it's, it's just that. And any time – so as a healthcare worker – and, you know, um, just a, a person in the community, you're mm. asking me to wear a mask. Gotcha. That is not a huge ask. You're asking me to wash my hands. That is not a huge ask. You're not asking a lot of me, right? But when you ask me to take away, you know, my freedom to walk, my freedom to breathe because I have covid you're asking a lot and you're taking away a lot. So what do you choose? Do you choose to lose your freedom to breathe? And even sometimes, you know, unfortunately, people are passing away your freedom to life. Or do you choose to perform hand hygiene, wear your mask, keep yourself, your family, and your community, community members safe? I, I feel like that's an easy decision to make. And um, mine and my role as a healthcare worker is to continue to promote that and to advocate for that because really that's the best thing that we can do. And it's not just something that is an action limited to just healthcare providers. It's something that everybody can do. So it's so effective. It's the most effective thing that we can all do as a community to help protect ourselves from the continuous spread of, of, of the virus. Um, and then, you know, with our African nations, the biggest concern, even when the cases weren't high, was if it comes here, how will we manage? Do we have, we don't have the resources, you know, both fiscal and just material, the supplies aren't there. So we don't need to put ourselves in a position, you know, to have to start scrambling um, and, and, and uh, not being able to being in a position to not be able to provide the the care that we need to to our our Zambian um, community members because we weren't being careful. Perfect. And one of the things is just awareness. I know our team over here at the news we are having actual like weekly calls and discussing on what we could do with the Zambian community on education. And I think it's uh, it's really important that some of you guys that are on the front lines, you know, actually voicing your opinions and giving out these facts that we actually, uh, we need to know of what's going on within the hospital and uh, current updates on uh, COVID-19 because, you know, we still have some people traveling, right? And that's one of my challenges is if people continue to travel to go back to Zambia, we can't stop this, right? We don't have the facility. Mm -hmm. We don't have the resources that maybe we might have here in America that uh, that they could utilize over there to end uh, COVID because we know this is something that's going to be for, around for a long time. We hope it's not, 
but um, right. in places like Zambia, without the resources, we know it's pretty challenging. Right, right. And it's scary. You know, it really is scary, especially for those of us who are abroad and aren't even there with our family members, having to be so far away and hear that cases are going up, you know, people are passing away. Um, you know, that's that's not something that we want to hear. So I just um, emphasize for everybody to just be very, very careful. I'd like to see you the next time I'm allowed to um, travel, travel back home. Yeah, I know. And you know me better than most people. I like to travel home every year. So it's been a challenge for me to just be like, oh, you know, can I just wear a mask and still go? So um, I thoroughly right. understand it, some of those challenges. Yeah, you know, definitely part of not my, a healthy compromise at this time. No, 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 no. And then you also don't want to put anybody um, at risk, right, especially the elderly mm-hmm. that are, you know, my, my grandmother is 88. Uh, the, the worst thing is for me to come from America and bring COVID to her, you know, and there's no way I'll mm-hmm. travel that far to Zambia and not visit my grandmother. So, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly understand with that. Um, you know, one of my favorite parts, and I'm, I'm, I'm a big cheerleader for you because, you know, I love the award. Um, anytime you win an award, I'm just so amazed. I feel like I won an award. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you know, just tell me a little bit about some of the awards that you have won. I know, I know you don't like to talk about yourself, but I really, really want to capture this for the young Zambians that are listening. Okay. Um, so in 2017 was the first time I was actually considered for an award, and it was um, I was nominated actually for a Cameo of Caring Award, which is a, a pretty big um, honor. One of my coworkers actually won, um, but I was glad to be part of the group that was nominated, and it really um, recognizes people for their uh, for contributing to the, to nursing and for the, the the special care that they give to patients. And I I love my patients, so to be recognized for the work that I do was truly amazing. Um, and then last year in February, I was awarded the Junior Achievement Award, um, Inspiring Success in Healthcare, um, for you know just leading some some initiatives that I do at work. I'm part of the Nursing Inclusion Council, um, and I do some work with inclusion within my my own hospital at work. You know, I volunteer. Um, with the community here at Ajapo, I do some volunteer work with some of our refugee um, population. Um, so just being recognized once again for doing things that are, are truly an honor to me um, is really a blessing. Um, and then in January, I got the Dignity and Respect um, Award for my hospital that I work in. So that was amazing as well. And I, I really like that. And one of the things I really want to highlight is uh, I, I know about uh, UPMC and being, you know, having to grow up in Pittsburgh. Um, I wanted to highlight a little bit about their diversity, diversity and inclusion programs that they have going on. I know you have done some work with the diverse, diversity and inclusion uh, team over there. And I want you to speak about that and what does that mean for you as a first-generation African but also, in some sense, American. You've been here long enough to consider you African American. What does that mean to you? For me, it was a one. It's been a wonderful learning opportunity. 
I've learned a lot from being on the Inclusion Council, and it really is, again, an honor to be able to represent um, the African, the African-American community and um, help elevate them. But it's been learning um, not only in promoting my community, my culture, um, but also, you know, something that was really impactful um, that uh, touched me with this work is the work that we do also with the LGBTQ community. I come from an, a, a Christian nation. Um, yeah. So they don't really embrace that um, or support, you know, the LGBTQ community. And so I grew up with that. And then I went to a conference where um, this young lady presented, she, she had a podium presentation and she presented about the experience of patients from an LGBTQ community and how they don't um, go and seek any type of um, support. You know, they don't like to go to the doctor. Um, they usually have poor health care outcomes because they're afraid of being judged. Um, they have high suicide rates and all this stuff. So when she was describing their experience, it really almost was parallel to the experience of some of our African and African-American people. And I thought to myself, I said, wow, how have I gone this long not realizing that this is going on over there, like experiencing some of the things that I and my people experience? And so at that point, I learned something. And I started to work um, on promoting their experiences and making sure that they're having good experiences and not being that person who excludes them. Um, my, my philosophy in life is really to treat um, people the way that Jesus would treat them, right? Be kind to everybody. Um, and so that really helped me grow uh, and grow even within my philosophy. And I really appreciate being a part of that work and how it's had that impact on my life. And that's amazing. Um, uh, it, it's funny. I, you know, just in, in a really funny, serious note and having to move to California from living on the East coast has just been also eye opening for me and also understanding of everybody's lifestyle and different lifestyle and appreciating, but also understanding that when you work in healthcare, you can't pick and choose who you help. Whatever patient walks through the door, that that's who you help, right? There's nothing more important than what the patient needs in that position, whether they're African, whether they're Asian, whether they're European, whatever they identify as, they're a patient, right? That's what's important mm -hmm. to you in that moment as a healthcare provider. Yeah, yeah I totally so really, Yeah, yeah, so, it um, really, you know, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, you become more conscious of your biases when you know and understand these things. Um, so I'm really grateful uh, that I, I have that conscious awareness and I don't have those biases when I go in there and I take care of people who are from all different walks of life. I think it's really important that we keep our biases in check, especially at that point. That I, I absolutely understand and I agree with you. Uh, and one of the questions I wanted to ask you, what are some of your plans for Zambia and nursing? And what role do you think you will play in advancing nursing in Zambia? 
So one of the things I want to do is improve my networking skills. Um, Because I think with us being everywhere, and I know a lot of Zambian nurses, I know a lot of Zambian nurse practitioners, I know Zambian, you know, there's Zambian doctors out there. I think what's important is for us, especially, we're not there, but we can create a network. And um, within our network, promote the professional development of Zambians um, and the nursing profession in Zambia. So I think that that's a good start without having feet on the ground. And then hopefully in the near future, um, you know, I'd be able to go there and actually invest some time and materials into um, making some improvements and advancing nursing in Zambia. That's really good. That's really good. And I think um, having a plan is really key because we can't, uh, and as we spoke about it earlier, we can't blindly go in and try to help. We're really not having an executed plan. Also, um, having the Zambian community there embrace your plan, right? Because they have to buy into it. And I think prematurely, mm-hmm. and we talked about this when I interviewed Pastor Sam uh, three weeks ago about, you know, uh, opening up orphanages and, you know, a lot of people want to do it, and they do have the money to do it, but they don't have the knowledge. They don't have the support. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, you know, as the news grows and other different diasporas, other different associations around the country, Zambian associations grow, how do you think, um, how do you think we can help as different organizations to educate young Zambians on nursing or uh, bring forth these new careers that mostly, you know, in, 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 our, in our culture, it's either you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, or an accountant. How, how do you think we can help as associations to get the word out there? So I think um, being of one mind is definitely, like, really important, um, making sure that we all have the same goal. So, like, being organized, because I think that everybody has the same general idea. Um, what I liked about what Pastor Sam said, I remember you had asked him about opening more orphanages, and he said something to the effect of, like, the, the, there's, there's already a service there. There's no point in doing more, right? It's not going to um, be any more beneficial. Um, so with anything that we do, I think we need to really start at the bottom um, as a group and really establish what is there currently, and then how can we build upon it so that we can do something that's sustainable because I think everybody has a, has great idea. They have great momentum, but um, the challenge is in keeping it going. Right. So I, I've always found that even with the great ideas that I have, if the need isn't there, it's not going to be sustainable. You're just spinning your wheels. Um, if the interest isn't there, it's not sustainable. You're just spinning your wheels. If the resources aren't there, you can't even spin your wheels. Um, So I think it's really important for us to do like a needs-based assessment and see what do our people need, what is it that they want, and then go from there in um, establishing a good support uh, within the diaspora for for our Zambian nurses. And thank you for that. Thank you for that. I'm going to take a shot, and I I know I might get killed for this. I might get killed for this. So tell me a little bit about an interview (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I got to shoot my shot on this one. But I know I know she's going to get mad at me, but I'm going to ask anyway. Uh, so tell me a little bit about AMZAM and what you guys are doing over there with uh, Zambian um, 
Zambians, Nurses in Zambia Association. Nurses in, hold on, let me say it right. Association for Zambian American Nurses. There you go. There you go. I I know you can't give too, don't give too much information. I, I just saw an interview going around on social media that you did with the president and the CEO of that, that association. I just want you to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that interview and what amazing things that you guys have coming up over there. Shout out to Yuma Harrison. She's an incredible leader and Zambian uh, nurse, Zambian American nurse. Um, so Azan was established to be part of this network, um, to be a group of nurses who come together and support the professional development of other Zambian nurses, and not just nurses. We were actually looking to support people who had interest in nursing, who hadn't started in their career yet, students. Um, people working in healthcare in general who might be thinking of um, getting into nursing as a second career or, you know, a first career, whatever it may be. Um, so we, we, we started the organization, and we're really at the planning phases, um, really looking forward to starting to do some meet and greets and things like that, and then COVID hit. So mm. with COVID right now, the virtual environment and the – time constraints that nurses have in general. We tried everything, but when COVID hit, people were working a lot. I personally was working a lot, so it was really hard to dedicate time to anything outside of your work um, as nurses um, because of the the critical staffing needs that were there, and a lot of people were in staffing, myself included. Um, I look forward to us starting Azan again, um, but I think right now um, in terms of, you know, uh, moving forward, there aren't any plans currently, but I would encourage everybody to keep um, that on, on the radar. It's always nice to have um, a supportive network of, of professionals um, to lean on um, and reach out to, you know, during your professional growth and that. So, you know, and uh, I say this, I say this because I, I, I adore her. I adore her, and I think she's amazing in the work that uh, I, I spend hours on the phone with her. So I know some of the mm-hmm. work, and, and I don't want to put it out there because she's actually going to be a guest on the show. So we're going to be looking forward to having her on the guest on the sh- as a guest on our show in a couple months because I, I know she's busy right now putting the program together. And, and I know for the nurses, and that's why I started off by giving you your flowers because the frontline nurses are doing an amazing job. You guys are doing a great job. And I know how busy you are for you guys to even take time. I mean, we were supposed to have an interview last weekend or two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. you got called in. As a senior nurse, mm-hmm. you got called in, and you were right there with the patient. So thoroughly understand. And I'm looking forward to you guys' program. Um, you know, as somebody that serves on the board there, I, I, I am all engaged. Everything that I've heard so far and some of the planning that she has done over there, um, I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be good work. And that's the type of things that we need in the Zambian community, right? We need leaders. We need people to step up mm-hmm. because we're a whole new generation. You know, um, as we talk within the news organization, one of the things I keep emphasizing is, hey, this is the first time we're going to have aging adults in, in America because America mm. is something new to Zambians. Mm. We're just about maybe 30, 40 years of people being in America, unlike any other country in Africa where they've been traveling to America, right? Um, for us, most mm-hmm. people's Europe, 
some part of Asia, maybe Australia. So how do we start planning for that health-wise? Uh, even financial planning for them, uh, for people, our parents that are aging, right? Because we're gonna be, mm-hmm. we're gonna face some of those challenges pretty soon. So it's important that us, with our generation of leaders, start creating those avenues to ensure that we have a good path for one, our parents retiring, also the new generation coming up and having good people to look up to. Yeah, and and you know, I'm I'm very. I'm so proud of you, Jimbe, for starting this conversation um, because I think the thing that was missing um, growing up for me, which has changed for our generation, is we talk about these things. We share best practice. We share some of our experiences. We talk about, you know, some financial investments that might be good um, for us in the future. We talk about our plans. And I think um, even, you know, with up-and-coming Zambian nurses or current Zambian nurses, I like to encourage everybody to share, share your experiences. You know, let's learn from each other. Let's learn how we can empower each other to become leaders um, within our field, if that is what you so please. Not everybody wants to be a leader, and that is perfectly okay. Um, but well, what is it that you desire? You know, what are your goals? What are your plans? Is there somebody that wanted the same thing, is in the place that you are now and has achieved those goals? we should be able to reach out to that person and say, hey, how did you do it? Like, you inspire me. I want to get there and have those conversations. So I'm really glad that we're able to come here and do that openly, and I, you know, encourage everybody to continue doing that. I think it's really big, and it's, it's one way that we can, pro- we can promote ourselves um, within this profession and even others. So much for that, Mpande. And I want you to know that um, I'm proud of you, too. I'm proud of you, um, you know, uh, shameless plug. I know it's two weeks in a row. These are all personal relationships. But part of my radio show was I, I really wanted to highlight Zambians doing amazing things. Um, it's easy for me to go for a popular person and, you know, call on a Zambian that, you know, an artist or something like that. But I really wanted to highlight the people that are on the front line doing amazing things and making change in the world. And so I appreciate you coming on, and I want you to know you're not a guest of the show, but you're a family to the show. Um, as I grow, as the followers grow, I would like to have you back because I know we might not capture a couple listeners this time around. And um, to all our listeners, I apologize about the live. Uh, I'm still, this is very new to me with the interview and also working the switchboard. So I want to make sure that you guys understand that I would love for it to be live. But our whole show has been recorded. We'll post it on all the social medias. And um, as you guys know, I'm Jimbe Perry. And uh, you can always find me on Facebook, just Jimbe Perry, J-U-M-B-E-P-H-I-R-I. You can also find me on Instagram at just Jimbe or LinkedIn um, for any young leaders that are out there and uh, need leadership skills or just need a mentor. I'm all open to it. Um, Pande, you know I, I, I enjoy mentoring people. So, any, anybody, any Zambian, actually anybody that's out there, not just Zambian, as we grow our community, I want to make sure that you know that you're welcome to reach out to me about any healthcare questions, uh, any leadership questions like that, because we want to get everybody involved in doing amazing things and also continue to highlight Zambia. It's really, really important. We're, uh, we're an amazing country. I would say probably one of the most welcoming countries in the world. Yeah, and you will have an amazing time if you ever get to visit Zambia again post-COVID. 
We I'd like nobody, nobody to be traveling to Zambia right now. We need to get rid yeah, of this COVID before. Yeah. Yes, safety first. Safety first. Um, Pandya, any last words before we end our show today? And again, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much for uh, being a participant. I'll send you the recording so you can send it to your people. I know a lot of people are excited to have you on the show. I'm getting numerous texts saying what's going on. So, um, <laughs> I actually, Pandya, I just. Uh, I just received a question to a couple of people that are still on uh, on our conference call. Uh, what okay. advice would she give to someone who would like to be a nurse but don't have the resources to do it? Um, are you able to share what resources you don't have? So uh, the question was, I think, um, let me let me rearrange that question a little bit, Pande. Um as in, what advice would you give somebody that wants to be a nurse, right? But mm-hmm. maybe, maybe does not have funds, or maybe does not know where nursing, what nursing school to go to, or what program to go into. Um, does that uh, okay. question help a little bit? Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm glad you said that because that's one thing that I didn't touch on. I'll tell you that I have learned so much. I know so much more now than I ever did starting off nursing school. And the one thing that I learned is there is grants and scholarships out there. So when you're looking to get into a nursing program, into a nursing school, you do want to, like I said, you want to do your research. The research cost. Um, But also you can reach out to the financial um, aid office of that school to find out what scholarships are available. There's always something. There's also scholarships available through community organizations, you know, churches. Um, So networking becomes important. Reach out to your community. There's banks that provide scholarships. Um, The other thing that I would say is if you don't have the funds available right there and then, I had to wait so many years just to complete school. It's worth it. It's worth the wait. Save up, okay? Look and see how much the program will cost. If you can take um, one class at a time, then that's it. Take one class at a time until you're done. Um, so that would be my, my encouragement and my advice to you. No, thank you. Thank you so oh, much. And thing, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, one more thing, Jumbe. If you are employed in a healthcare organization, I want to say almost all of them um, have a tuition reimbursement program. So mm. you can actually um, go and you can ask your boss or HR um, or even the education department about those programs and see if you qualify and they'd be able to actually pay for you to go to school. That's amazing. And also, um, Pande, you spoke about something earlier, and I know we were getting uh, hopping to get off, but um, I just want to make sure that this this is highlighted. The networking part. You mentioned about you becoming a little bit better at networking. Um, I know some of our communication is always, hey, do you know somebody looking for a job? Um, I do want to advise all the young Zambians out there, even some, not even just all the Zambians out there that might be in different career fields. Networking is huge. Please make sure mm-hmm. you're putting yourself out there because you don't know what mm-hmm. opportunity you might walk into by just saying hi to somebody in Starbucks, right? And you find out there mm-hmm. they might be the CNO at a, at a hospital, you know, and mm-hmm. maybe your kid is looking to go to nursing school, right? Or maybe you're looking to go to nursing school. And so networking, mm-hmm. please make sure 
as you travel here and come to America or you join different Zambian diasporas, ensure that you're networking. Put yourself out there because, hey, if I don't know you need help, then I'm going to just keep going because I'm not seeking mm-hmm. to help people. But if somebody's seeking to be helped, it's easier for me to be, hey, you're Zambian, I'm Zambian. You're looking for a nursing job. Here, here you go. You know, so mm-hmm. I want to make sure we highlight that, uh, that we ensure that people are networking because that's huge. Yeah, and then also not only networking, but, you know, be aware of your professional self. Um, so you can, you can even network without actively seeking someone. You can network through your, um, your work ethic. So you can – people take notice, Right. So if you're going to work, you're on your grind, that hard work pays off. Someone will see it. So always remember um, to be in touch with your professional self because people are looking and watching and seeing who they want to tap and uh, either hire or promote next. Jimbe knows a lot about that because he be on, he's, he's, he's always out there being his best professional self. Yes, I, I the way I treat my my career in Pandey, and you know that I'm a professional athlete. I treat it like a professional athlete. Every year is a new contract. I I don't sign no long term deals. Every year I have to renegotiate it <laughs> and see who's going to give me who's who's going to give me the highest bet. You know, and I, it's just how it is. But you know, we want to make sure we you know we stay professional and networking is huge. Networking is huge, and I, that's how I've got most of my opportunities, if not all of them is my network because every time I call on somebody and say, hey, this is going on, they, they understand what I've done, right? Uh, they trust that wherever I go or if I, if presented an opportunity, I'll do well with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm funding. yeah, that's what I have for you today. Um, you know, uh, I'll, I'll send you the link again, send it to your people. And, I, again, I apologize to everybody, technical difficulties. I'm still trying to uh, really understand the switchboard. I'm making sure we're live. I know with Pastor Sam's show, we were live the whole show, and it sounded really good. So I'm actually looking forward to listening to me and Jim Pandey because I know some you know, our conversation is ongoing. But um, I'll send you the link. Make sure you send it to all your people, and we appreciate everybody. We'll see you guys in two weeks. We got another special guest coming. So have a good weekend. Have a good week coming up. Make sure you do the best that you can and always be the best. Try always to be the best of you. The best version of you mm-hmm. is the best of you. Mm-hmm. The best version of yourself. And for anybody that would like to reach out, please feel free to look me up, like I said, on Facebook and on LinkedIn. I'm very active there, so just feel free to reach out. Um, send me a, a message, and um, look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for having me, Jumbe. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome, Pande. All right, we'll see you next time. Jerusalem,